Hey guys, it's me, Alex, and I am here to give you a little bit of an introduction before you hear me say, Hey guys, it's me, Alex, and I say something else. So tonight I had Matt LaTorre on the show, and it was a very good one. We talked about, uh, let's see, we talked about Kundalini. We talked about what historical people we could take in a fight. Uh, lots of things about Talia Shire, inexplicably. Um, some other stuff, I'm sure. It's always a good one when I can't remember what the hell I said, so that's fun. So, uh, before we go, please just take a minute to listen to this. Go to alexcast.com, and then when you're there, please go and click the Amazon link if you're planning on buying on anything on Amazon. I get a small percentage of your purchase, and you don't pay a red cent extra. Make sure to think of that before you buy your school books for the upcoming semester. You also find in there a link that says books, and you can buy both of the books I've written. Uh, the novel that I just put out called Periphery is available on Amazon.com, and it's a good one. Please buy it if you like psychedelics and weirdness and, and f- weird trees that eat people and, and, and philosophy and odd quantum theories and all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, so those uh, help out the show a lot. What also helps out the show a lot if you go to Facebook.com slash TheStandardPDX. And that is our uh, actual real-world sponsor, and they are a lovely group of people with uh, upstanding morals and a firm and, frankly, sexy jawline. Uh, yeah, you should go there. Facebook.com slash TheStandardPDX. They're located on 22 Northeast... No. They're located on 14 Northeast 22nd Ave. I've only been doing this for months. Uh, 14 Northeast 22nd Ave in uh, Portland, Oregon. Just uh, It's 22nd and Eastbird side, and they're great. They have all sorts of... Uh, uh, daily drink specials. Uh, the Sunday is the $2 microbrew night. That's right, $2 for a microbrew. How fucking awesome is that? And uh, I say it's fucking awesome because I'm there drinking it. So if you want to come join me for a nice uh, drink or two of the old brown, I would be happy to join you. I will not be buying you a drink, though, even though it's only $2 because I'm a poor motherfucker. So yes, that's right, facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. And uh, please give a nice shout-out to ithinkifoundsomething.com for uh, the very nice uh, donation that he provided to the show. Uh, super helpful. So, yes, that is that. So, please enjoy this episode of the Alex Cast with Mr. Matt Latori. Oh, and you can find me on uh, the old Twitter at the Alex Cast. At the Alex Cast. Cool. Enjoy. It's me, Alex, and I am joined in the echo chamber by one uh, Mr. Matt Latori. I'm here. Hello. You might know Matt from his previous appearances on the show and also in the acknowledgments pages of the best-selling book, Periphery, by Alex Bolin. All of that was true, except for the best-selling part. <laughs> um, it might be the best-selling thing by a guy called Alex Bolin. I'm not sure, though, because there's this uh, there's a biologist called Alex Bolin or some kind of bug doctor and. uh He's, he's probably got, like, some textbook that sells a shitload more than me. Just wait for the TV rights. I will. If, then it's going to happen. Well, one of my friends is actually uh, uh, is friends with a dude that makes movies, and he wants to give the book to him because he thought 
uh, it would be a good thing to do. And I said, fuck yeah, because I started writing that as a script. And I was like, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Because uh, And he's like, dude, you're not going to like try to find money out of this. You know, you're not going to. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not. Because it's like, you know, if somebody offers you 20 grand for it, you just take it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, man, you don't know me that well. <laughs> Someone offers you 20 grand for the yeah. movie rights of it. I'd be like, yeah, 20 grand. I Done. was going to ask for that much and not drastically less than that amount. <laughs> yeah. That makes me think about, I wonder how people, like, what if somebody, what if somebody wanted to use, like, I wonder how that works if somebody wanted to use, like, part of your book and, like, take that idea and, and like, legally make it their their property. Not your whole book, but what if they wanted to, like, take a part of it and then they would, like, negotiate money with you and that would be kind of weird. I bet that, does that happen? No, it happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The way it works is... uh... Let I me, like this one part of your book. Let me let me preface before I say this. I'm about to say something that sounds authoritative. I'm, I, do, I just sound that way. That's not actually what's happening here. My understanding is this: is that you just sell the intellectual rights or the or the property or uh, intellectual rights is is fine. There's one of these over here. I don't know if that'll fit on there. We can oh, give it a try. Thanks. Um, if not, just who gives a fuck about noise? Yeah, fuck them. Um, so uh, oh wait, no here. We're, we're dealing with where to put beer. Put it put it down on uh, es- uh, uh, Esoterism and Symbolism by uh, R.A. Schwaller. Because nice. I printed that out at work, and it means nothing. Say, and it this, won't make... Did you print this out at the library? Yeah, and, it, and it won't make noise. So, perfect. Um, I forgot what I was saying, because Copyright, I'm, I'm, I'm an OCD idiot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, you you sell the, your intellectual rights or the movie rights. I forget what it's called. I think it's movie rights or filmic rights. or The thing that you're allowed to make in movies. And assuming this is like a regular case scenario... It basically just goes, oh, thanks for writing it. And then at some point the movie comes out. That's it. You you get a check and you have and... no say in anything ever. So oh, okay. they could take a word or if they like the title. Actually, I think you probably have to have more than the title, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they just, it doesn't matter. It's, it has nothing to do with you unless you're like, I wouldn't even know who can do it. Like I know, I know Stephen King. When, but that was, a, all right. Well, I know for Stephen King, there was a TV movie he made, they made of The Stand mm-hmm. where he either directed it or had like a lot of insight into it because mm-hmm. he and this screws how dumb he is, uh, does not like the original movie, The Stand. Right. Which is just stupid of him because it's, it's really good. Like, I get that it's not like a faithful adaptation of your book. It might be better than the, the sitting through two days of the, t- the TV one, though. Well, the TV one was... Here's it was, the wrong just, with that. It was, it was too terrible. long. Well, it was also terrible. Remember, and it was terrible. Remember at the end, the guy from Wings didn't even have a fucking... He didn't have a hatchet. Yeah. He had, like, a baseball bat where he's going after... Yeah, that was that was good. Like, what you should do is remake a classic film and then uh, and then take out, like, some of the iconic scenes. Like, like have a baseball bat and go, like, here's Jay Leno, and then, like, kind of, like, hit something lightly because you're not going <laughs> to chop through the door. And then, like, you and the chick from Rocky can be like, oh, I'm going to... Oh, that's mm-hmm. not the chick from Rocky in there, is it? I was getting her confused. Oh God, I can't even. Talia Shire is that one, right? Oh, is, is, is going... the Shining? She that yeah that yeah olive oil and and yeah. Rocky is oh yeah olive oil. Rocky is Rocky is the um the other one. Isn't that the same girl that was in Superman? Yeah, who I get confused, and I think it's the chick from yeah yeah. I think it's the chick from Indiana Jones, right? Yes. Whose name is uh? It is. I think she does have a weird name like Talia shock weight or something well talia shire is is that's is that that's that's the one i just said right yeah no i think talia shire is the one from the shining where is she file her under the where are they now category yeah the other one is is uh <laughs> what the fuck is her name the man or it 
Somebody hit us up. I'm the, gonna have to the, look this uh, up. Right? Sorry, this is really fucking killing me. Yeah, the oh Peggy or uh, uh something Lane or, or uh, oh god. Oh wait wait. Uh, uh, um, fuck. Sorry, audience. Uh, so it's not Tyler Shar. We're looking up Rocky. And people outside are people listening are screaming the name. Oh right yeah now. yeah no every uh, all four people that listen to the show. Uh, Rocky Adrian is a. Uh, uh, Margo. Margo Kidder. Yeah. Nicely done. Oh, but no, actually, wait. I was I was wrong. Um, we're both wrong. Margo Kidder. No, you're right. Definitely in Superman and Indiana Jones. Yeah. Okay. So Rocky is Talia Shire. Okay. The same as the chick from The Shining. Yes. And then and then uh yeah and then Lois Lane uh. is the chick from okay see I told, I do it every time <laughs> actually I think I've done this on the show before get yeah. these people confused so uh, that was fun. Uh, uh, yeah, because I have a crush on uh, on Margot Kidder. It's always interesting w- with with uh, people like these to, uh, and I've done it at home when I've watched like rewatching old movies. Is like I totally file them into the where are they now category. Go immediate Google image search. Yeah, wait for the, look at, like find out who it is, and then just like look at them on the red carpet as old ladies, and it's yeah, it's it's crazy. It's kind of fun every now and again where you still find a hot one. Like I saw, um, um. I'm just going to say Claudia Schiffer because I don't remember which one it was, but it was somebody of that era, you know, 80s hot girl. Mm-hmm. She's, I, I think she just turned 50 or 55 or something. Was it like Cheryl Teagues? Or... <laughs> I think it was a little higher up than Cheryl Teagues, but of that 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 genre of lady. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I found a picture of her and she was definitely above 50. And I was like, God damn, you're looking fucking good. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm what, 32? And I mean, I'm not like a casual sex kind of guy, but like if I were... <laughs> I mean, pretty fucking nicely. I was like, God yeah. damn, you're better looking than some of the girls in the 30s that I know, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but then every now and again you find one that's like, ooh, you know, I mean, age sucks, but sometimes yeah. it's just, ooh, man, like you were really only attractive for like a few years and you just happen to be on camera during one, those. One, you, you should look this one up. The girl that's like was smoking up was, uh, you know, the girl that was in The Graduate that, that Dustin Hoffman's trying to, you know, be with the whole time. The but... old lady? No, no, no. Oh, that's Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, no, no. Oh, um, wait, that is The Graduate. The yeah. young the young girl, the one that he really likes. The, oh, what's her name? Beth? He's screaming her name. Or, uh... Anyway, she she actually is in um, a Western with Paul Newman. And Bancroft? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and she's in this old school Western with, with Paul Newman that I saw. And I was like, oh, my God, she was so gorgeous. And I started looking at pictures of of that of when she was that young versus now. And I was just like, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, wait, she... no, no, I'm sorry. We were wrong. Anne Bancroft is Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Catherine Ross is, is the one that played Elaine. Yeah, look at yeah, yeah. Elaine. Yeah, 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 look at the look at young pictures of Catherine Ross. Yeah. Um, She's gorgeous. Oh, but yeah, there's a really young one. She looks like fucking um, um, uh, Wizard of Oz. Oh, but Cassie and Sundance Kid. Is that who you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. 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 I thought it was like one of the really famous ones. I think everybody yeah. in the audience that likes movies or just fucking hates us right now. We have no, forgotten going, some going, of the most <laughs> iconic things. We just, I just, I forgot. We can go movie it, comp. We the, can go movie podcast. Yeah, we just forgot fucking. Tell, I, well, I forgot fucking uh, Margot <laughs> Kidder's name. Uh, I forgot Butch Cassidy the Sundance Kid. I, I this, I mean, <laughs> this is fucking embarrassing. You know what sucks about that too is, uh, is the chick that played um, her mom and Mrs. Robinson is, mm-hmm. um, what's her name? Um, Anne, Anne Bancroft, who yeah. was in. A bunch of Woody Allen's uh, movies, and I'm a big yeah. Woody Allen fan. Like I'm, like I know her well. It's just, oh, she's dead. I didn't know that. Oh, when she died. Oh, wait, no, wait, maybe she didn't. Sorry, right? No, she might. Yeah, be. no, no, yeah, she's yeah. De- she's 2005. Dead. Yeah, she was born in 1931. Yeah. 
Holy shit. Wow. Um, Sorry, Ann. Yeah, they had her sister's uh, death date is 2010. I was like, I would remember this. Uh, yeah, her, let's see. Oh, she was on Curb Your Enthusiasm as herself. That's Ooh, cool. I, I have to see. see I, I'm going to have to search that one out. Yeah, though. I don't. Um, I don't. It's not. It's not a thing I'm going to watch. And she was on an episode of The Simpsons. Uh, oh, that was '94. Oh wait, Fear of Flying, Doctor's Vague. Fear of Flying. No one saw that. No, I think that's the one. And in uh, this is going to be. This is going to try to redeem myself. So I'm putting myself on the limb that I can say. Every time I hear the wind blow, it'll blow low and steep. Because uh, Marge was getting cured by a doctor of her fear of flying. Yeah. And then she walks out going, Lowenstein. And the psychologist is going, uh, my name's Dr. And uh, maybe it's Swag. But if that's it, I just redeemed myself to the audience because that was fucking obscure as fuck. All right, uh, well, I mean, for a Simpsons. You're clear. Quote. You're clear. Yeah. Well, don't get all Scientology on me. I've also realized that um, two things about this Mac thing. Oh, by the way, audience, because you weren't here for the beginning. Um, uh, great and wonderful. I think I found something.com has donated to uh, the show a, uh, a a computer for us to use that actually works and uh, theoretically will allow me to record phone calls in a way that will uh, um, not sound like garbage. Uh, so we'll see how that works uh, at some point. But, however, I don't know if you use a Mac, as uh, Matt showing up and hearing me yell at everything uh, can attest to. I found these things out. One, I just found out while talking to you that when you have a program running, there's a little white dot under the icon at the bottom of the screen to denote it's running. Mm-hmm. So that's useful. That'll help me out a lot. Two, the application store icon is a Mason symbol. So obviously Steve Jobs was part of the Illuminati. And that's really all I figured out so far. <laughs> and if anybody could tell me what the button that's next to F12 is supposed to be, because it fell off and I don't know what it is. And I don't want to look You're it up. You're two for two. Well, here's the problem. Um... Another thing I found out last night when and I realized I can't type on this, which is fine because this is, this is the podcast computer. I have another computer for typing. Uh, do Apple's not have a, a delete key? I, well, on Windows, there's the backspace key and delete. So yes. delete, if you're in the middle of Word, it deletes that way. Backspace goes back. Yes. Apple, it looks like, just has what is on Windows as backspace. I thought the delete key was... Well, there's no, there's a key that's called delete, okay, yes. but that's what on Windows is backspace. Like yes. if you're at the end yes. of the word, it goes that way. So they don't have, if you're in the middle of word, delete that way. Yes. Oh, no shit. That's, um, I mean, I, it doesn't matter for regular people, but as a writer, it's like, I use that a lot. Well, like, yeah, I'm sure well, that's a useless button to like 90% of the people that use things. But like, I use that button a fucking lot. Like I suck at typing and mm-hmm. I'm a fucking novelist. So I, I need a lot of ways to delete shit. <laughs> Well, like what we were talking about is like I, I, I have I don't have a Mac yet either. It'll probably be my next computer. But when I have used them, I sit down and I'm like, this is just a laptop. I can handle this. But for like people that haven't used Macs, when you sit down, you're like that those first few times you're really confused. And yeah. you know, it's supposed to be this I mean, this thing that looks great and I, I had a hard time getting around it for first I mean, you just gotta use it. Yeah, no, you get used to it. Here's here's a few things that I'm not gonna get used to and it could take me a little bit. I mean I will get used to, but so far is this. I have tried to right click about seventeen thousand times so far. <laughs> um you have to hit control and the... click. But uh that is that's dri- that is that's driving me fucking batty. Uh it's part of my language. Batty, I say. Heathen. Yeah, so that, uh, yeah, yeah, backspace, delete, and the uh, left and right mouse click is mm-hmm. is quite difficult for me to get over. But other than that, I'm enjoying it. And I, this is not a, 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 a knock on the wonderful, wonderful 
uh, donation to the show, which is desperately needed. It is just, it's more a knock on my inability to um, deal with change at all. And it's more just, it's really the keyboard is like 90% of the issue I have of like, I can't figure out things. Even, this is, you just made me think of something. Even though, even though Macs are obviously the more popular thing now. Yeah. But, but the, the PCs are, are, PCs are outfitted with all sorts of company, like my dad and all sorts of government agencies are PC outfitted. Yeah. So, you know, they kind of, I'm like, will, but will, will PCs catch up and, well, I think PCs are actually still more popular What's with, uh, with like businesses and shit. Like, yeah, I think businesses they, still yeah. are more PC. I mean, I, I'm not sure about that, but the, oh, I'm, po- seems, I'm positive. Okay, because it seems like I've seen uh, like any kind of business area I've been to. I, I it seems unless it's like an artistic kind of kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I always see more PCs. Maybe it should be per- a perpetual even race, and that in t- and even 20 years from now they should be like. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how the other ones are doing, but. Uh, I would like like Google like the Google uh, what's that called the Chromebooks mm-hmm. or the um uh like I guess Android is Google but like some other operating system because like I like Linux like this runs Linux actually in this room right now just to oh, show you nice. how fucked up this is that's a Windows machine <laughs> that's Ubuntu and this is this is a Mac so in you know um I'm not that dumb at computers I just uh, you know I I just it takes me a second to learn them and I can't afford to buy you know you're a working mul- you're ones. a multiracial Podcast. Well, no, because things just get handed down to me, you know. Uh, this computer died, so, uh, the same guy that uh, gave me this computer just threw in a new, uh, hard drive with it, and then just, you know, because we didn't have a disk to boot up, um, Windows on it. Uh, we just threw on Ubuntu, and it's worked really well. It's been fun to use, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, it's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just schizophrenic with, uh. Pretty soon, everyone's just gonna do it on their phone, though, I think. It's like, you, I think you're gonna be able to have an interface. You could well, have, have you could have five mics go into your phone, and I think that's gonna. Well, they have those. Uh, yeah. I forget what phone it is, but it's uh, it comes with a docking station. So basically, when you get home, you just dock it, right. and then it's your home computer. I th- yeah. I think that's the way. E- either the phone or the or the the tablets. I, mean, I really feel other than the keyboard, I think. Well, the keyboard's something you can get around. Like when yeah. you dock it at home, there's yeah. a keyboard on it. Like or uh, they've got you know eventually they'll get like holographic keyboards or whatever. You know, my thing is there's a few things that. Uh, and again, this comes from being a writer that like my, my needs for, for a computer are slightly different in that like keyboards are useful for a writer because it gives you like this delay between thought and like talking is entirely, not entirely different, but it's a different skill set than typing or writing by hand. Like there's a, you know, that extra step kind of gets it more of like a meditative kind of thoughtful thing. Mm-hmm. And it seems like people want to move towards like speech activated computers or, or gesture based computing and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, gesture, I, I think maybe would be fine, but I don't think speech being the major way to use it. It's like that just to me, that just seems it almost seems like taking a step backwards. I, yeah, I think also along with that, I think people want the projection screen. Like, I think I think they want to. I think everyone's waiting for full minority report where you yeah. where you're in the air and you're just sliding screens around and touching well, be, things. I, I, like I that, will, that's gonna happen. Well, they're so. working with that. You know, that Google Glass shit. I've I've stepped on the end of every one of your sentences. Sorry, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I haven't talked to anybody in a couple of days, so I'm a little weird. And I was like, God damn, I keep jumping too quick. Sorry about that. I mean, no offense. You can't get weirder. It's okay. I I I, I can. Um, I can. I will. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, they, you know, the Google Glass thing where it's like, you know, a projected screen you manipulate, but there's, I saw this thing out of, I'm going to say Korea, sure, that it's, uh, 
contact lenses that are uh, in it. They're powered by your uh, bioelectric feedback or whatever, the uh-huh. heat differential between outside and your eyeball. And they're saying like soon enough, or maybe they even partially works now, that you can just have a contact lens that'll project computer shit. You know, so like you'll right. just be seeing it kind of minority report without actually thinking If they can do it with Google Glasses, why couldn't they do that? Well, I think it's just the amount of shit that you need to... You know, on your eyeball. You know? If you're if you have the Google glasses, how do you like say? Because I, I I haven't had I've never tried it, but I heard like like if I was looking at you, it'd be like it'd say Alex last last conversation, blah blah blah. Yeah, that's what I. Or understand. but how do you how do you like manip? How do you control it? How do you how do you click on oh, things? Yeah. How do you? This is not by like blinking, right? This is. I think. How do you? I think some of it is eye motion and like that thing, but. I don't know. I yeah, I think that is. I think or it's like eye motion. Yeah, I guess it might be. Oh, you know what? I think there there probably is there probably is vocal commands. I, I actually think I actually did see that. But I think some of it's eye movement too, because I know there is um the new I'm going to say Galaxy fours or one of the new Android phones mm-hmm. has a thing where it'll look at it studies your eyes while you're using the phone and mm-hmm. figures out what it should be doing. You need to get somebody on here in, in here that has Google glasses. I saw I've only seen one guy walk around town with them so far. Well, I think they're they're still like in like beta like like 20 people have them stage, right? But I'd still like to wear one. Oh no, I would no, don't get me wrong. I would love to have some <laughs> if if inexplicably somebody in Portland has Google Glass and and it listens to the show. You have an open invite to come on the show and talk about that shit. That's fascinating to me. I just, yeah. uh, I, I can't imagine. One, I can't imagine anybody listens to this. They'll be like, they'll be like, yeah. I'm, they'll be like, I'm not allowed to talk about it. Yeah. Well, you're not. When it first came out, you weren't allowed to like, uh, you weren't allowed to like. I forget if you weren't allowed to have other people put them on, but you definitely couldn't lend them out. Like, I think if you got caught without <laughs> them on, like you, you got like your your like license for Google Class revoked. It's some like really hardcore thing. But yeah, I I don't know. I would I would like to give it a try, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of torn because one, I I do enjoy. You you would enjoy it on one. Le- I think you would kind of enjoy it like me, and then but you'd be like, that's a, a little too much, maybe. Yeah. For me, like I think I'm like we're not we're not we don't hate technology. I'm I love it, but uh, it's a little weird. For yeah, I mean for me, I I'm still and. This is one of those weird kind of uh, concepts I think we're kind of running into of like kind of the, not Luddites, but like I I still view technology or the way that I want to interface with it as a tool, not as yeah. like I don't want to have a computer in my brain to make me think faster, remember more, that kind of thing where I know that, I mean, I don't really have a good argument for it. It's just, it seems like improving ourselves by actual improvement not shortcuts through technology mm-hmm. just i don't know i mean i guess i'm just using caveman words but it feels more natural like i don't want to have that integrated because this is you know this is fine on a certain way like we absolutely ha- you know, it's absolutely fine it's it should happen i'm all for it I'm, it's just uh it's like people i don't know it, it, as far as, it, as as shit gets advanced we still i mean we're gonna have to hold on to some kind of you know, you're gonna have to be remember how to write cursive, right? You're gonna have to, and then people are like, no, what, why not? Why? Why? Yeah. Why would you have to do that anymore? Well, it's actually they stopped teaching cursive, so that's that's dead. I'm yeah. not. I am not yeah. happy with that. Oh, I am. Oh, I'm. I'm so. Happy oh, come with on. That. I don't even. Was it that hard? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, because I, you were because no, you, I, because you were five. No, I've hated it since Jump Street. I, I hate it now. I've never used it. <laughs> I faked my way through it. I've I've never thought the idea of having I a, like cursive. a formalized. I'm not saying. I mean, I'm saying you shouldn't teach it, but I, you know, if you want to keep doing it, it's fine. But it's like click it's or fast. Fee. It's faster. Than I don't a, think so. 
Oh, no, I it think, is. No, because you're trained to think handwriting should look good. I guarantee I could wreck anybody writing writing <laughs> my fucking scribble much quicker than than cursive. I like I like good uh, handwriting. Well, yeah, that's fine. I just I have no value for handwriting. I don't value it all. It's a tool. It's just. Do you value uh, le- uh, things being legible? No, not really. I mean, if I have to give it to someone, but like, how many times do you have to write something that somebody else has to read? I mean, it's well, not very much anymore. Yeah, it's 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 a it's. I mean, I understand if this was like a usable thing, but handwrite me a letter, send it to my house. No, that's. I mean, I can just email you. Like, I would have to get a stamp. Do you realize how hard it is for me to get a stamp? (laughs) I'd have to get like go to a store. Like, where? Like, you'd have to. Like, where do you get a stamp? I don't even know. Just one. Yeah. I just, I honestly, I'd fucking, I just ride my bike to your house. Like, I don't even know how a stamp works. I don't even, I couldn't even tell you, I couldn't tell you within 10 you, cents of how much a stamp is right now. I thought you were going to go, I don't even know how, I don't even know how you attach the stamp to the envelope. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. I don't. Is it, do you is still it like a, it? Or is, is it there, a sticker? Is it, do you, do I need glue? I don't. No, I'm not kidding. Do you, is it still lick, do you still lick stamps? Or, cause I got a pack a while ago and there were stickers. Wait for it. You don't lick it anymore. And that's, that's universal. I'll hear it anyway. Yeah, see? Uh, yeah, I don't... And, and again, I'm going to... Wait, uh, okay, I want to do this. I w- which, I, by the way, I have, I have... I have, I used to have a coworker who had an aversion to actually... He wouldn't lick the stamp because he was... It was kind of like a... He thought it was gross. And yeah, I, I knew people And like I was like, too. I go, I liked the taste as a child. I actually did too. Um, Just as a, when I was a child, I liked being at the gas station and smelling the gasoline. You know, I, I I I am that way as well, and I think that's a certain. Um, I think just certain people are built that way because I know a lot of other people that like that smell. That still kind of has like a nostalgic memory to me. It's a weird. But uh, no, uh, uh, stamp taste. I I still have a, a fond memory of, but I think there's like a name for it. I forget what it's called. That's like philatophobia or something. I just like stamp taste. Yeah. No, wait. Flatly is collecting stamps. So flatophobia, it might be like flatagluophobia or something. Yes, but there's a word yeah, for... my my uh the guitar instructor next to me, his his sister does that and she told me they came to the shop and I go, "What are you doing?" and she was like, "We were at the stamp convention." Yeah. And she's like, "We're fo-, and I she she said philatelists. Yeah. We're philatelists." Yeah. And I just had to stop and she goes, "That's stamp collectors." Yeah. Um they're idiots. Uh no, they're fine. It's it's a, one of these weird. They're very much like uh, coin collectors and and train collectors. Like there's mm-hmm. kind of OCD Asper well, kind of aspect. Not all of them, but like there's this like I mean mm-hmm. I guess it's just collector kind of. But when it gets to that, like there's just this weird like there's one thing if you're like a comic book collector. And well, then, then that's when gonna you get to, like, be, coins, like you think it's, it's like, gonna mm-hmm. that's that thing about collecting. You think it's gonna uh, gain value. Like I collect uh, gold coins. Um, just in case shit goes down, I'm gonna use this to buy. Like in case shit goes down, you're not. No one's gonna accept your gold coins, stamps. Not. Does anybody hear about stamps that are really expensive now? Yeah. Um. Train sets. Nobody. No. Well, one. No, no antique. I mean, that's such a niche market to find somebody that's willing to like pay big money for your your rare stamp. Well, I don't think a lot of. I don't think. A, no, no stamps. You there's the people. No, there's like. <laughs> People that are obsessed are obsessed. You can spend, like, there's mm-hmm. been stamps that are sold for, like, a million bucks for a stamp. Like, maybe not a million, but, like, a shitload. That's insane. Yeah. Um, no, there's, there's, it's not the ones that collect it for return of val- return on investment. The, that I kind of understand. It's when you're just kind of a collector where it's just, mm-hmm. like, you're just, like, really into it. It's not, like, I get it if you think you're going to sell it later. 
Right. Like that makes sense to me. And I, I guess a regular collection makes sense to me too, but there is a certain amount of like kind of creepiness where you're like, oh, I got the 1932 Delaware stamp double-headed uh, Lincoln. What's it worth? Oh, it's priceless. This is my collection. Look. You're like, oh, okay. What, yeah. well, what's it worth? It doesn't matter. I yeah. have one. I would never sell it. Yeah. I have it. My, yeah. Uh, there, it's kind of weird. Like there's this kind of OCD-ish nature to it. And, and you know, stamp guys are like that and uh, uh, rock guys are like that too. Like not like cool, like... <laughs> Not like cool, like I'm gonna go out in the woods and collect interesting rocks and try to like find samples. There's like like these weird like rock hounds. Yeah, rock hounds. But like, the, but the rock hounds at like conventions. It's not like it's not like they're going in the woods and, like doing something like you, kind of healthy oh or like interesting. No, it's like they go to like rows of fold out tables that like next week is gonna be the rest of the convention. You gotta love yourself some inanimate rocks. Yeah, that's gotta be that's gotta be. But let me. Gold, I think, is one of those things that is worth it because, no, inexplicably, gold does hold its value because, like, it's always been worth something. It's just one of those weird things. Humans True. like gold. Like, it's uh, conspiracy theory say it was genetically programmed into us you know, by the Anunnaki. But, but if somebody but if somebody wanted, like, your laptop and they said, and they offer you some gold for it, would you look up the value of gold, see what it's worth, and be like, cool, I'll exchange well, uh, that? Well, no, I, I was, You'd probably be like, get out of here with your gold. No, I was referring to the... Uh, post-apocalyptic uh, uh, method, not right, not like direct barter. The, to, yeah, I mean the world, the, the Cormac McCarthy yeah, example the world, in the road. Yeah, the world crumbles once once you have full enough stomachs. Gold regains value. Like it's right. one of those things. It just you know money loses intrinsically its its fuel now. But, See, I have this argument with the guy right next to me work because he 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 likes gold and his he the reason for he collects it. He says if shit ever goes down, I'm gonna rely on this to buy land. And I was like, I go, if, you know, he wants to get some remote kind of land to go away from if shit goes down, quote unquote. But uh, I was like, and I argue with him, I go, no one's going to accept your gold if you want to buy some land. And I mean, I know some people might might debate me on this, but you're not going to. I would debate both of you on this. One is I think the guy's right, (laughs) but not about land. Because once shit goes down, you don't, the entire concept of land ownership is idiocy. Once shit goes down, if you find land that no one's on, you just you just take it's just your land now. Why would what are you gonna do? Bring it to the bureau of fucking land management? It's your it's your land unless they shoot you out of there. Well, that's what I mean. So no one's yeah, if no one's there, it's your land now until someone comes and shoots you. Yes, but the world has ended. Like you don't buy land You're in the apocalypse. Barter a deal with however a, with, a, with a real estate agent. Yeah. However, when there's you know once once the initial run of everything falls apart and start you know tribal lords start coming back, gold gets valuable again because inexplicably. We like gold. It doesn't make sense, but when we That's were... That's a good point. Because early, like, tribal chiefs, it's, like, literally just the second we start getting gangs of people big enough that it starts counting as, like, a little chiefdom, you can just be, like, if you have access to gold, like, I can keep this coming. You just keep my territory it's, safe. It, it's shiny and... Yeah. Well, the thing with gold, too, no is... No one has a lot of... I don't know. What... It's, um... It's... It's... One of the only things on the planet that's essentially indestructible. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't tarnish. It doesn't, it doesn't like uh, oxidize. Like it's, it's just this. It doesn't break down to other things. It's just, it's forever. Like it's mm-hmm. this weird eternal thing. And apparently, <laughs> uh, the Anunnaki uh, bred go- it into us. Stay golden. Yeah, stay gold, pony boy. Stay gold. Well, that's a theory <laughs> that the Anunnaki, uh, when we were slaves uh-huh. to them, they uh, bred us to obsess over gold because uh, we were going to mine it for them. Uh, because that's how they're going to save their atmosphere using uh, particulate gold matter. I mm-hmm. I I hope that's true. Um, I guess. I mean, to me, I mean, I hope it's true because how dumb it is. Is 
why if you're smart enough to like cross vast distances of the, of the cosmos or hyper jump or whatever you got to do and you're smart enough to be able to like engineer a slave race you've got to be smart enough to come up with a better fucking way to find some gold <laughs> like <laughs> if you can figure out if you can delve into the very genome of the monkeys that you find on the planet you probably could invent yeah. some kind of like yeah. just some kind of mountain blow up magnet ties gold robot like it just mm-hmm. i know gold's not magnetized but like just there's got, there's much better technology than than yeah. smart monkey like you don't go mm-hmm. hmm wait a second there's that heavy boulder now i have a rock with a fulcrum there or yeah i'm gonna genetically engineer a monkey to do it for me like that just like it's just why would you if you have if you have if you can if you have developed a uh, space traveling technique yeah do you think you'd really like fly from alpha draconis and implant a race of your lizard people under the earth to take over the government or maybe just go to another planet and hang out there yeah yeah or or you know (laughs) uh our secret path has finally happened we've been embedded in everything since the birth of christ and our bloodline has been passed down or since you're more powerful than everybody you can just go like oh yeah we're just around the place now yeah. yeah, you can. You, if you want to try to stop us, we'll just like stomp you. It's good, and then okay, <laughs> like it doesn't. The story makes. This is that same problem I have with chemtrails. Uh, somebody made me watch a documentary about it the other day, and it was a fun documentary, and it brought up like interesting points. But here's the thing I never got about chemtrails: what the fuck are they trying to do? Well, no who, one can who? answer this. Whoever's the chemtrail people, I don't think. Like, I mean, I'm. No, I'm saying assuming they exist. Like, let's say I've like, always been on. The, I'm going to admit to you, I've always been on the side that I, of I don't think it's a mystery. But when I look at them, when I see four in a row, like parallel in, my, yeah. in the sky above my house, I think it's a little weird. Oh, I that, no, that's fine. I'm just saying the the mystery behind the conspiracy, not the mystery behind the the trails. Like that's fine if it if if you think they're not you know condensation trails which every pilot tells you they are like, like right. I'm not saying f- just take for granted that there is some argument that they're not that that's fine like I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll okay good I'll take that for granted for a second let's continue the continuing the conversation what is the crap they're putting in the sky and what's it meant to do well they say it's like ammonium something or another and it's like well, what's it weather right. control well weather control for what well weather control. For what uh, weather control? Well, they're, they're just, just gonna—they're just gonna spray something in the air. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's like, gonna control them. Like, I don't know. But here's the thing: is like weather control. We can do that. We admit to it. They did it for the Chinese Olympics. Like, it's not weather control. It's not some secret thing. We we have the ability to do that. And then the other thing is like, oh well, it's, uh, it's supposed to make us dumber or make us like infertile. There's something actually, yeah, physically dropping on us. Well, well, that's yeah. That's that's what the, like the other side of it is. And it's like, well, if it okay, so it's trying to make us infertile and dumber. You would see trends of that happening, which you don't. Well, you see us oh, getting dumber, but oh, not no, the inf- you, infertility you, thing. You just went full circle. What? There, there's there's me- gathering of the juggalos. Oh could, no! But people, could there be any other? Could there, there was any, the fucking crusades? <laughs> could there be any more? Uh, any more proof? Yeah, that we, we're, we're getting dumber. No, the fucking Britons hopped on horses and went to the fucking the middle of the desert to try to take like a city from a mythical lord. So they they, a cup. they didn't have the internet. Yeah, well, you know, unless you believe in you know conspiracy theories. But no, okay, yeah, even the dumber thing, but infertile. But like, what's the point? Like, you could just like put it in the water supply. Like, it does the, the entire methodology yeah, yeah. of it doesn't make like I just don't get what the end game of this is. Like, why play all the secrecy? Like, if it's weather manipulation, right. you would just say. Yeah, global warming, so we have to change the weather. And then, like, you'd be like, oh, thanks, cool, yeah, spray that shit. 
And then, like, if it's naked yeah. as dumb, <laughs> you can just, like, put it in, the, or, like, just put it in Coke. You know, like, mm-hmm. you got it. Bam. It's in the beer. It's in the beer we're drinking. It's, yeah. like. It's easy. Yeah. Wow. God, if there was something in beer that made me dumber, I would stop. Oh, wait a second. Um, <laughs> Touche, beer. I was going to go. Well, I still have to call the lady, but I'm going to go try Reiki. Yes. Get my chakras all aligned and whatnot. Because, again, I've been talking about it on the show a lot, but I'm trying to get back in my, like, weird, pagany, odd roots. And uh, occult, I should say, roots. And uh, I want to go see how my chakras are doing, see if I can't get them aligned or see what's wrong. Because yeah. I'm just uh, steadily going through every option. Uh, trying to figure out what's wrong with me. And then uh, once I run out, I, I can finally go, no, I've tried everything, and then I can kill myself. So my next thing <laughs> is uh, is Reiki. So I did the past life thing. I did, uh, you know, uh, modern uh, Western medicine. Uh, but Reiki is the next on the list because I, I do, uh, you know, meditation exercises, and um, a lot of those are based on trying to open up whatever chakra or whatever. And yeah. I I wouldn't have the vaguest idea. Like I just, I mean, I, I start to just meditate just to meditate. So, but a lot of uh, meditation courses you read about and like tapes or whatever, talk about like, you know, if you want to open your, like, your root chakra or your whatever chakra or the yada yadas. Uh, and I have no idea what any of that is. I mean, I know what it is, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know which one, like, it's not like you can take a, li- it's not like you can pee on a strip of paper and it goes like, Oh, your heart chakra is out of line. So uh, right. I, I was kind of hoping that uh, going to the Reiki practitioner would uh, be the, uh, Real life example of peeing and, on a litmus test. And with any of those, you can't just be, you can't be, you can't be a, you can't be a hot mess and just lay down and be like, what's wrong with me? If someone does Reiki, someone does tarot, what you have to be, you have to be, give them a little bit of it, a bit of an energy too, i.e. being open to it, being completely relaxed, open, not you like when, with someone's giving Reiki, you Reiki, I don't think you should lay there and be like. Don't don't lay there and in your head be like this might be bullshit. This might be bullshit. Oh no, I'm good with you that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You, you're you're okay when you're when you're in the when you're in it when you're in it. You're okay with like fully relaxing and giving, yeah. giving yourself up to the the idea and the practice as as best as I can. Yeah, because I think yeah. that's part, that's totally yeah. part of. I'm it. not I'm not a big uh, uh, relaxer, but um, uh, <laughs> they, no, I know I'm fine. I'm fine with uh, as the, as the comedians would say, or improv people. I'm fine with going with the bit. Like yeah. once I'm there, I'm fine. I, you know, maybe talking about it afterwards or talking about it beforehand. Uh, like the past life thing. Once I was there, you know, I, I just tried to go with it as best I could. You know, not there's no questioning at the time or as best I can not question. Was just, that a was that a uh, hypnosis? Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, it work? Yeah. Yeah. It Were w- you actually did you go under? No, I was it was it was weird. I've talked about this bunch of the show, but long story short, oh. um, it uh, I mean, essentially it felt like I mean, OK, her description of hypnosis, she essentially said like hypnosis is more like. Uh, just kind of putting yourself in the state of mind to keep your eyes closed for an hour. Like, because most people, like, imagine just trying to do that. It's kind of weird. You just want to open your eyes and, like, it kind of puts you in, like... You've essentially meditated. That's, this is what I described <laughs> it as. It really felt like it was kind of a a, a forced meditative state, almost. Um, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Uh, there's a bottle opener right here, if you want one. Thank you. Um... He was like a forced meditation, almost not forced, but like kind of a guided uh, meditation kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, I wanted. To, I wish hypnosis was like for me. I don't know if other people were like that, but I wish for me it was like a deeper, like like fucking rocket ship hypnosis. But yeah, I think I'm, you want to. I, I, you're the same as me. You want to come out like if we're we're open. We're very open minded. But if you know, if we go through the effort to see, so you know that. To to go through uh, one of these things, be it Reiki, you, you want to be you want to 
we're, we're at this point now, I think, that you and I you and I are at this point, and maybe a lot of people are, where you want to walk out there feeling like you got hit in the fucking head with a brick, and you're like, I get it. This is yeah. it. You know, as much as, you know, as much as we want to keep going, like, okay, that was, I do feel good. It'll probably fade. Like this, See, feel, this, even... this feeling will die off. Yes, that worked. That was great. My massage worked. This, the, my acupuncture worked. I was like, and so it's like, so do I, do I need this every single month or every two weeks or? See, I'm not, I'm not, I, I get that, but I'm not really that way because it almost doesn't work for me often. Like I went to acupuncture and it, I, it, it felt a subtle change. I think my my initial thing f- for all of the stuff I do, and I think that's why it kind of makes me good with like the the magic crap, is uh, and I'm saying magic, just the occult stuff, mm-hmm. is like I don't. I think expecting immediate change is something I try to fight against. Like it feels like that's the wrong way to approach anything. Like any kind of immediate gratification immediately sends up signals of like this agree. is wrong because like that's I mean pretty much anything I've ever done wrong in my life was based around uh, the urge for immediate gratification. You know, just mm-hmm. I mean I think any fucking red blooded American male can say pretty much the same thing is is like everything that I've done wrong is based around like eh, she's not that ugly. You know, like ah uh, you know that sore will probably close soon. Like you know just 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 had you know just immediate gratification shit. And uh, so when I go to any of these things like uh, uh, past life regression or acupuncture or whatever, I'm I'm fine with letting like kind of the slow roll happen like a slow acceptance and i think i got what i could out of it but there's a certain amount of i need to understand something and that's why the reiki thing i'm Mm. i'm not so much trying to have her fix anything right i just want someone that can kind of i need a diagnostician for my aura or whatever like i need yeah and when and they'll but they'll focus if there if there is something that they notice, it, they focus it on a, pla- a particular yeah. place in your body, right? Yeah, yeah which okay, is so which would it, be nice. But I just mean like for later practice because I don't I don't want to go to Reiki every fucking whatever. How does that? Yeah. But where do they go from there in Reiki? Because I'm 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 all I'm all about it. I'd love to go. But I so if they say they're getting some bad energy at a you know at a certain part of your body, then 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 then, then do they give you advice? So it's like. Well, what I'm feeling from this part of your body, because that's what it is, right? They just run their hands over your body. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, they're, ca- to... they're not touching you. Sometimes they can touch you. It depends on like where, what tradition, and yada yada. But like, essentially, right. they don't. I mean, they're manipulating the the subtle energies of your of your aura and your your chakras. Right. And, it, and the idea is that they're trying to like re- keep your, get your body back into like harmony of all your chakras that you know running at the right. same level, not because like if one's going shitty it can spread to other ones and you know again audience please keep in mind this is taken with a fucking massive like a sodium level of fucking mcdonald's large french fries grain of salt like this is not (laughs) i'm not fucking i'm not saying this is things i believe literally i'm saying these are i like going with the bit so since i'm talking about going to like if you listen to old episodes when i started to go to therapy i talked about it in the same way this is just another step in 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 my oh i'm I'm all about people chiming in and say hey Check this per like if you have any recommendations like yeah oh no I'm fine with that I because well check I don't, this person out or go I don't here think or... those people would be annoyed with me right now I just want because I do have some kind of science minded listeners and and I just like to when we're talking about like this kind of weird level of stuff is I I'm not saying this in a I believe this 100 percent or I believe anything 100 percent I don't even believe science 100 so percent you're I'm willing just, to, yeah like I'm willing yeah, to try everything I'm willing to go with the bit you know I just yeah just mm-hmm. give it a go but yeah the thing is they're trying to like realign your chakras like get your energies going and what I'm not, I'm not looking for her to do that. Cause again, my, I mean, if it's something that can be done, it'd be awesome. But like my thing is more, the work is, is important. It's not the, 
snap your fingers. Like, it would help me a lot to win the lottery. Yeah, yeah. But that's, it a, wouldn't, that's a great way of like, looking at but it. But I would still have to do all the work to catch up with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is like, yeah, if I got cured or whatever, it would go back to the way it was, but I'd still have to do the work. What I would like no is like a... snap the fingers. And yeah, what I would like okay. is like a little twist of going like, oh, I see, well, all right, here's the thing is like, your heart chakra is too much this way, your root chakra is too much this way, your brain chakra or whatever, the crown chakra is too much this way. Uh, so you have to focus on this. And then it's like, right. oh, cool. Well, then I know what to focus on for later kind of, you know, when I do meditate, I meditate pretty often. So that'll be like, you know, a focus of like, that's the the subtle energy I want to focus on instead of what I'm doing now, which is like this grab bag chaos magic of weirdness where I'm like, ah, I'm reading tarot cards and burning things. I got all these fucking, these are, but this is black taurine. Like it's a, I pronounced that wrong, but like, yeah. these are, these are cleansing stones, which turn negative energy into positive. So I got these all over the apartment. Like I'm just, I'm just doing this mishmash of weirdness just because I'm just doing whatever comes to me. So it'd be notice, nice to you, have like a. Do you notice little effects on everything that you do, or everything that you try? I should say. Oh no, no, almost nothing works. Some... <laughs> no, I swear, nothing. Like almost nothing. No, what ha- what has what uh, ha- what has produced minor effects? Uh, some of the crystal stuff actually has, which is the one that I believed in the least when I went into it, which mm-hmm. is weird, mm-hmm. and that's the one that's actually the, the most results. Uh, these cleansing things have been pretty good. Uh, not. I don't know how to word it, but yeah, it does feel like there's like a better energy in the house since I started placing them around. And uh, I got a, um, I got a dream stone because I, I have like really fucking vivid, horrific nightmares, uh, like really bad, like like it, scared. Like I think most people, yeah, if they that... had one when they're seven, they'd still be talking about it now. And I was having those like nightly. <laughs> so uh, uh, I got a dream stone, like this, uh, some kind of agate. I forget what it's called, but it, it's called dream stone. But uh, when I brought that into my room, uh, it. Like the dreams were still intense and like really vivid and like kind of almost prophecy like in their aspect, but the like mm-hmm. a lot of the horror got sucked out. It became more of a it just yeah, the, just the energy of it changed. It wasn't as as like epically like you know apocalyptic and horrible. So those have been weird. Like it has been like a, a, a I, whether it's placebo or not. Like I feel like it's hard to be placebo because honestly, I didn't really believe it. I was just it's like yeah, fuck it, I'll give it a try. It's a five dollar fucking rock. It's not like I have another option. It's you know right. You know it's not like oh I'll start taking propofol. You know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, it's not like I can afford it, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's been, that's, uh, meditation's been super effective, but that's, I almost doesn't, I don't even want to count that on a, yeah. you know, on like that side. So, like, meditation's like kind of like, I think, provable by science, you know. Um, I guess towers have worked, but they've worked forever for me, and, but I don't even know if I count those either, because I think that's more, like, I use them more as like a, like a crystal ball or I, like a scrying, like, it's just, it's more of the ideas that occur to me, like, talking to your subconscious less than talking to your spirit yeah elders or whatever i i don't think i had i don't think i've talked to you since i I was in san francisco like three weeks ago i think it was and i actually uh down from my brother my friend heather's place there was a tarot plate like the classic like upstairs and i go and i was like you know what i'm doing it i don't care and i went up there classic like romanian like like oh yeah like rad semi-hot yeah blonde (laughs) blonde romanian lady Oh, oh like young no 40 some oh, okay yeah. and she had you know she had the little glasses yeah. and behind the big the behind the little glasses were like really large you know in large pe- yeah the glasses just made her eyes yeah. look big total accent uh little uh weird ceramic jesus christ and mother of mary thing really like victorian couches it was i was like oh i like that it was super yeah. creepy i was like oh i like oh, that's this. fun yeah dude right off the bat and from the majority of the tarot reading which I've never done, and I went off the street on San Francisco. Her name's Sophia Knight. I highly suggest. Dude, she. I was amazed at, you know, people can say like, 
I, and I've argued this with friends. You know, they, they'll tell you certain things. Oh, I sense some uh, some trouble in your in your relationship. Yes, yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're 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 a psychic. Um, do you live by? You want to get away from some noise. Do you live by some rail yeah, ra- yeah, yeah. rails of any kind? Do you know someone with an M in their name? And I go, yeah. I go, yeah, I live right. I go, I live a half a block from the Max Line. And she started nailing some really weird shit that I and I would like, wow. No, but those are all horse shit. Well, come on, all of those. You can ask any single person. You're in a city. In this you're ex- a visitor. Uh, this is exactly <laughs> what I was talking to my friend Brian about. He goes, no. He goes, you could say that to you know. They say the same thing. They, yeah. they, well, but I go, yes, I understand they read the cards and they read into what the, what the cards, no one, they're not, they're not, they're not going to draw a card and go like, they're not going to draw a card and look at it and then make something like totally unrelated to the card up. No, but what I'm saying is like right? any kind of like specific, like, like living your railroad tracks. You're, you're an upwardly mobile white person that's on vacation. That means you probably live in a city that means you're near railroad tracks. That's not, that's not even a thing you can say. Well, that's immediate. That's that's a yes every time because like I live I, like the railroad tracks aren't well, that close, but I can hear them. So I would think, oh yeah, I live near them. Our answers are the same, and yet we're no, but it, yeah, exactly. Because so she, when she said, say I say I lived in uh, the middle of the desert, and she was like, do you live by some do you live by some rails or some kind of tracks? And I, I didn't have to say no, no, I don't. Do you live by no, wait, no, is she, like, maybe some power lines? Maybe some power no, 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 lines? No, no, but watch what would actually happen. <laughs> Let's say you live in the middle of the desert, right? Are there are rails near your house. What's in deserts? Old mines. Oh, yeah, there's, there's mines. Well, like, I guess there's a mine. Yeah, like three miles down. And there, there's, there's, and there's then, tracks yeah. that go. And then she'll go, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because mine, that's where, you know, mine for gold. And, you know, those are, those no, are powerful she, symbols. She did hit. She <laughs> did hit. No, I don't know. She did hit on some relationships. I am not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not fully ready to give into the fact that it was all bullshit. No, keep in mind, we're talking over my tower deck is literally sitting in the middle of this table. I'm not saying tower. So readers you're are saying I got bad advice. I'm saying the walk in. <laughs> I'm saying this is that it's it's if you're intuitive enough to read the cards, you're intuitive enough to read a person sitting across from you. You know, it's called cold reading. And it's mm. a lot easier mm. to just read someone's face and try to figure them out than it is to try to contact a psychic realm. The word, I know that's stupid, but what I mean is the effort involved in this versus the effort involved in just reading you like People a poker player. People are that readable? Oh, yeah. Poker players do. Watch, have you ever watched like oh, Darren Brown guy? I don't want to be that readable. Yeah. Watch that Dar- I want to remain a mystery. Yeah, watch Darren Brown. He's this <laughs> English uh, uh, magician. But he's not really a magician. Like he's just a, he's a mentalist or whatever. But he just does these amazing... <laughs> Amazing. That's the new word for magician. Well, no, because it's not like he's not doing like an, allu- of hand. an illusion. Well, no, no, he's not doing sleight of hand. He's doing like mental tricks. Like there's this one where he's talking to someone. He's like, the mental. No, he goes like, oh, excuse. He walks up to somebody. Uh, uh, he's got a map. He goes, uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, uh, you, you. This is uh, this is what street is this? And he's trying to talk to them. Holds up the map like this. Then he switches places with one of his counterparts that are there. And then the counterparts keeps talking to the person. And the person talking to them doesn't even notice that the person they're talking to. In the middle of this conversation, just switch because you just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of held up the map. finagle their way in, and just you know, people have this kind of blind spot, and you just know, you know, when you know where to sit in the blind spot, you don't your your bullshit radar doesn't radar doesn't go off, and you can read people like that, you know, you can guess six times wrong, the seventh time is right, and if they do it properly, you can kind of forget those first six because it feels like oh no, they were leading to the truth, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, no, they're they're fucking people are brilliant at it. I'm not saying like I I suck balls at it. that's why I blew at poker, mm-hmm. but um. Like, people are good at it. Like, they can... I mean, Lady could have been legit. It just seems to me that if I was a tarot reader, which, I mean, I do read tarot, but, like, if I was a tarot reader for money, 
it seems like it's a lot easier for me to just kind of learn how to read a yeah, person. Yeah, but you have, the, you have the knowledge behind the actual reading the card. It's not... Yeah, it, but that's not that's really how it works. That's different. Well, I don't, I don't know. No, it's not. The idea is that it's the, you're supposed to connect to the person you're trying to read. And like, it's, it's their energy that kind of controls the cards and the way they fall out. And which, it, which, well, it, that, which even that can be debatable. Yeah. I mean, for me, no, does, I don't. Does your energy, like somebody's energy doesn't really, yes, they cut the, yes, they can cut the deck, but. Oh no! You do. They do. Cho- they do choose individual cards. Well, sometimes it depends. I mean, like I the way that's I re- the other thing I asked yeah. her, but she laid them all out, and I go, yeah. I go, does this? I go, does your layout have anything to do with the Sephiroth and the tree, the Kabbalistic yeah. tree? And she goes, and she's like, there's many ways to lay down the cards. Yeah, no, there's there's ton. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, what? I should have asked. Well, why do you do this style? But which way did she do it? Like, how many cards were laid out? Do you, um, or ish? Yeah. Uh, I think there was one on top. Then three, then one on the top, then three, then one or two, and then another three. I can't remember. Oh, they did that way. Okay, yeah. I do I do I three in the middle, and then three there, three there, three there, three there. So essentially, like, you're making, um, right. for the audience at home, like, think of a, a, the number five on a, on a die. Uh, it's it's where the pips are. Yeah. Uh, there's three three tower cards each. That's uh, yeah. one of these weird layouts. I know the one she's talking about. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's it could be legit. It just seems to me that the effort involved in... in, in it is, it's effortful to try to contact something else, even if you're talking to a subconscious. It's more, you know, it'd just be easier. Like, for me, like, I read these, I read, I was saying, like, I read these like a scrying stone or like a, or, you know, a crystal ball or a, a divining rod. Like, you know, I don't read them for, like, the mm-hmm. knowledge on the card. I mean, that, that plays into it, but the most part, it's trying to contact something else to try to, like, it either be it's a, not a, a psych- tre- It's not a treasure map. Um, that, where, that it's going to X marks the spot. Yeah. It's more of a. Same with I think the well, it's like which a I think Reiki, ride, you know, like a, yeah. Well, yeah which I think Reiki will do I don't think yeah. it's going to be like this is okay I think it's just like you need to point uh uh, uh s- send your attention this way right now yeah which I'm fine because at least it's my thing is I just want a guru even if it's wrong like so at least they can go like oh we'll focus <laughs> on this shocker because like I'm just kind of I'm doing this slapdash magician bullshit lately and I'm not saying it's like, it's not good <laughs> but like it'd be nice to at least like think I'm walking on a path that goes somewhere you know yeah. Um, but you know who knows. Um, but my 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 friend Matt from grade school who I I went camping with a couple of weeks ago, he told he he helped me do uh, the kundalini yoga, the the, yeah. the breathing. Yeah. And we were like holding our we were like that's you the, know yeah. like, like when you stretch your arms. Well, that's part. directly that's that's directly related to Reiki. That's the that's yeah. The, yeah, that's the center of the the chakras. That's your kundalini energy going up your chakra line. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, man. Like I'm glad you're into that." So nice to be around old friends and not and just not be uh, pounding fireball by the fire, which I did do. Yeah. But in the morning, I, no, there's other. Yeah. W- the which other, I did do, yeah. but uh, but in the morning, I was like, oh, I'm glad one guy's here that we can yeah. sit, sit on the on the crick. Yeah, exactly. Spirits and, and, and try spirits. to do some yeah. some stretching. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, no, man, that's a shit. Yeah. I, I like. Uh, I don't. I don't do a lot of like the stretchy yoga, like the old yoga traditions, like before it got westernized. Uh, the the only stretching kind of body movements are just for the for the uh, the what the fakirs or what do we call them those the um what, what's the other word for them the sadhus like the guys yeah, that do yeah, it for yeah. like a really long time so they're or like they hold their arm or their head till it like you know rots um <laughs> no, there's a few of those i'm not kidding about that no i just saw i just saw that guy online the other day. oh yeah um but like real not real i shouldn't say that but like kind of uh the ones that are you more for spiritual practice the only stretching they do is so they can sit in the lotus position for longer like mm-hmm. the only body stuff you do like the only reason you do like that movement yoga 
is so that you're in good enough shape that you can keep the lotus position for long enough to get yourself in a meditative state. What do you think about the that that style where the guy hold held his hand up? So there's an old man who's poor and he, his he has a rotting arm. And no, no, they it's th- those people. What do, it, what do you think about that? It's not that he's poor and has a rotting arm. He rotted his arm. Like you, there's there's been sadhus they watch the transition. Like so he's, they see him the first day where he's got a normal arm and then over the years his arm rots and rots and rots. Right, like, right. It's um. So is that guy, is the guy with the rotting arm, he's just like, this is not, is it, ultimately it's not because he, it has nothing to do with, it, it's supposed to have nothing to do with um, that other people notice it. It's supposed to be for him, right? It's supposed to be his, yeah, it's, he, it's supposed to be his personal, his personal effort, and it's not for people to... It's not really for people to look at as he's not he's not trying to be an example, right? No, sort it's weird. Okay, so or is he trying the, to, he's just doing it for himself. It depends. So those yeah, guys like in India okay, so the way it works is like so in, let's let's ignore armor of the hand guy. I'll get to him later. But um in India there's 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 a lot of kind of people that learn like really extreme yoga so they can like, you know, like lift a fucking cinder block with their dick or put their right. legs behind, you know, like just really hardcore stuff. Uh, to be essentially a sideshow attraction so they can make money like they right. make alms that way. I think there's a lot of that. There's a ton of that. But then there's other ones and I think Armor the Head guy unless he's insane or he just I don't know if he specifically just had a shitty arm and just decided to use it for religious practice but I know there's been other other times where <laughs> he just happened to have a shitty arm. Well no okay, I mean fuck it. I mean why not? I mean you're in a country that believes that you know these kind of feats are, are you know are good for the spirit so why not just use your your malady your birth malady for you know to your right. advantage but the the old hindu belief like years upon years like a like fucking bhagavad gita times was that you you gain spiritual power by uh by being ascetic like by by giving pro- by, by giving it up here well no 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 you get you gain it back then you gained it here as well you could be, be like like if you didn't eat for like there's stories of like these sadhus that like there's one that like sat next to a lake for so long that he like mm-hmm. basically had a tree grow around him, mm-hmm. but his power became so great that he could almost rival Brahma. Like he became like he was so ascetic, like he he, he deprived himself so much was that he, he literally powerful he, in 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 living form. Yeah, or? in living form, like yeah. like. Uh, like almost in like a video game way. It's like mm-hmm. the weird, like the, the Mahabharata has like a ton of like, it's almost like video game power ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the more you, the yeah. more you suffer, the more power you get. Yes. So that's what those guys are. That's the tradition. And I don't know if these guys are trying to do it to gain. I think now that tradition isn't like power. Like you can now do like the Haidukin from, uh, from street fighter. Right. I think now it's to be like purify your soul so you can get whatever good thing happens after you die and whatever they believe in yeah but there's some yeah th- that ascetic hopefully, like, hopefully after me raising my hand hopefully my the afterlife's better yeah well it shows yeah it shows your your extreme devotion to to what if he th- dies th- and this... he just never wakes up well you know it's it's, it's a poor example I mean, no, I mean, it depends because, I mean, here's the thing is like you could live the best life. I always say this thing of like, well, if there's no after, <laughs> you know, people go, well, if there's no afterlife. Like, you know, might as well just keep living your life and just enjoy every day. I think that's bullshit because, you know, there's this concept of be here now, but you as a concept are past tense. Everything about you is in the past. There's there, the, the concept of you is based purely on past action. So to say that, oh, oh, if you just die, you know, you lived a good life. Well, you didn't live a good life. You lived the second before your death. The, that life means nothing the second after your death because everything is based on that past tense. Like, bad is based on 30-whatever years of, of living on the planet. Right. So at 30, you know, at, at, at so you have to... 79, you know, so you if die you don't, at if 79 you don't leave... in one day. 
So if you don't leave a legacy, you're not you ain't shit. No, I'm saying leave. If a you don't leave your name out there. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that doesn't even matter anyway. I'm saying like the the concept of going, oh, well, you know, just live a good life, and you know that's uh, you know, if you die, you die. Well, that's horseshit though. Like that's that's just as dumb as, as anything <laughs> that makes, else. That makes it sound so horrible to me. Yeah. But no, no, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, it was it was what it was. Yeah, but it's like oh, like, live, oh. Your, live your life. Happy. But but your life is past tense. So to say, just live your life. That that means that yeah. everything is looking backwards in a way, like like your personality is that way, and that's that's why I like the whole Eastern thing of like ego death, where it's just be here now, experience this moment. Yeah. But that's very different from just eh, live a happy life. You know what are you gonna do? Well, well, what you're gonna do is not say stupid aphorisms like that. You fucking t-shirt fucking slogan <laughs> asshole. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, you only live once. Uh, Yolo. <laughs> Shit, dicks. <laughs> That's one of my favorite one of my favorite jokes from The Simpsons, and I've stole it. I stole it so many times since Yolo started. Yolo. But uh, they were uh, uh, Apu and the gang, uh, Homer and them, whatever. Uh, they go, "Eh, fuck it, why don't we? Yeah, I guess we're just gonna do it. You only live once." And Apu goes, "Hey, speak for yourself." <laughs> it's one of the greatest fucking Simpsons. It's such a fuck. I mean, I don't know if some other comic has done it first, but that I was like, "God damn, I can't believe I was." Whatever year that was, I can't believe '96. I'd never heard that joke before. Just the best. Some of the best writers. For television, ever, yep. all uh, all are hired and all want to work for a cartoon. Yeah, because it's the best. Yeah, it, it had a really nice run of amazing. I haven't watched it recently, but it could still be funny. I don't know. I'm I I think at a certain point that uh, now that they have like you know Cartoon Network and there's like shows that are specifically made for adults, mm-hmm. it's kind of like yeah, what's the fuck's the point of watching The Simpsons? Like even if it's really well done. Like you're not gonna get, you know, the quality of stuff that they have on. I mean, I haven't watched Cartoon Network in a while, but like you can go back, you can you can go you can go to stores and, and Amazon and what what have you. You can get uh, the Simpsons seasons one. I think it's one through six. Actually, I'll say I go to eleven. I'll go three through ten. Yeah, I, was yeah, gonna go, I get eleven. I, I go, was gonna go maybe three through ten. I go I go three through eleven. Uh, eleven is and then you you have that is like what, there what? is so much golden material. Yeah. In those seasons, well, I, I just it's, it's absolutely did, unbelievable. Dude. I just went back and did it recently. I watched like most of them, but uh, oh my god, There's uh, so much. Season, I think it was season nine was the last purely good one. Yeah, or maybe that's... season nine was where there was a couple of kind of misses, not miss episodes, but they weren't as good. Like seasons it's, three through like is, is nine where it started to slip a little bit. No, it didn't start slipping, but it wasn't like three through eight were every episode was just like this fucking pound you <laughs> over the head, brilliant. And I think it was nine or maybe eight, but like there was a yeah. few episodes that were like, eh, that was a good episode. You didn't like you didn't they didn't miss an episode yet, but there was a couple of like, eh, that was all right. Like just not duds, but like, eh. And then like I that's where I go ten or eleven. And I think I think it's probably about eleven. I think in that season there were still a few really brilliant <laughs> ones, but there were some that were like, Man, that episode kind of sucked. And, and that was the first what? season where it was like, oh, it like an actual suck episode, not just like a eh, yeah. episode. Yeah. And you know, when those episodes came out, we, you know, you and I were like going fucking head over heroes, ape shit, funny. And then we watched them again as we got older. Yeah. At 20, 30 years from now, if we're still alive, people are going to be like, they're, we're, they're going to, we're going to be talking about this. And it's, I, I, they're going to, it's going to be like, uh, our, it's going to be like our parents talking about when, what they, what little, what they watched on, uh, the first cartoon or yeah. the first black and white people like, did you see that third episode of the Simpsons? Like we talk about it now. Every, every anybody that we know has seen it. Yeah. Um, and then, but like, 
I know. sort of, I sort of agree, but I disagree on the board. Okay, assuming that they, they're not going to know. If you talk to a younger a person, ten year, ten to twenty years, you're old, you're younger. They're not going to know what you're talking. Oh about. no, but but most again, I, I just go back to most people are idiots. But uh, <laughs> I say this, like I I know what they call the original thirty six. I think it's called of the honeymooners. Like I've seen those episodes a bunch. They're fucking hilarious. Really? The original thirty six run. They're really funny. Like just well written, really great. And I'm aware of them because uh, comedians have like that were not around at the time said oh you know somebody the comedian before me told me about this and like mm-hmm. it's almost the esoteric knowledge of being passed down and if you talk to anybody even age groups younger than us like kind of hip people that are like into good comedy writing like if you find like like i would do an experiment anybody in the audience listening right now that's into like comedy writing improv that kind of thing that's 20 years old somewhere around there like somewhere in right. the 20 year old range I would say they would probably agree with us with the age range of The Simpsons being good, even though they probably weren't born for season three of The Simpsons. Or they were, you know, like, yeah. they're like, we little tiny don't understand it. But it's like the, it's like the Honeymooners, <laughs> you know, original 36, like, brilliant writing's brilliant writing. Like, some of the references are going to fail. Like, I don't know, like, there's some references on Honeymooners, I have no fucking idea what they're talking about. But, and I think The Simpsons are going to be that way too. But I think good writing just stays. It's one of those things where... Yeah, there's this, you know, there's there's shows that last and there's shows that don't like there's these phenomenon shows that just don't hang out and no one's going to, mm-hmm. you know, like Lost is that way. Lost was this brilliant fucking show for a while. I hate the end, but like a brilliant show for a while. No one's going to watch that in 10 oh, years. It's almost forgotten that, now. Yes, that's, you know? a per, that's a great point. But there's some that just kind of like in 20 years stick, from now, people yeah. are like, you have to see Lost because yeah. there's going to be there's going to be so much other. There's going to be so many, but so much better stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to like, we, you know, the media, as we understand it now. There's certain things that, like, I, I go back to my example is Twin Peaks. Like, mm-hmm. Twin Peaks is so fucking old now, but I still, every now and again, not every now and again, but I hear conversations of, like, oh man, I just saw Twin Peaks. Like, I these, think, these I kids think, that it's like, because it's, it's I think brilliant, that'll actually you know? gain in, I think yeah. that'll actually get more popular. It's just, in the yeah, because I think there's a certain amount of, like, the, the cream does rise. Like, there is, there are these certain things that are just good and they last. I mean, there's certain old movies that it, there's no right for them to still be around but they're fucking mm-hmm. great and people still like it. we're yeah. talking about the shining before like yeah that movie looks every part of 1980 1979 like it just, it just reeks of that era mm-hmm. like young kids that are into filmmaking know the shining there's no reason for that they don't know who fucking Scatman carruthers is like they don't know fucking you know <laughs> they don't know uh uh talia shire <laughs> i think who we decided was yeah. in it um, no we didn't no no we decided the other one was in it no no we did talia shire was in it. yes mm-hmm. yeah margot kidder was the other one so here's my notes that i have for the show Go. Uh, these are questions for you because uh, I answered these. I were talking on Twitter. Uh, let's see if I can remember who was involved in the conversation. There was, I think it was Death Squad Primate, uh, Danny Himitsu, and Postal Poet, and maybe somebody else. So uh, sorry if I forgot your name, uh, but I'm remembering that off the top of my head. I shouldn't have said it that way. So uh, I came up with the questions of this. Just a normal, everyday G.I. Joe kind of whatever military people there are now. Like, mm-hmm. the guys you see on TV, like, they have the helmet thingy and the vesty thing and, like, the gun that, like, one of these kind of guns and a hip gun. Like, like in a, commer- like in a, yeah, re- like a, just a re- recruitment video? Yeah, or? just like a regularly equip- equipped army guy yes. or navy or, you know, I don't know the names of things, but, like, what okay. the, the shit they normally carry. Okay. How many of them would it take to completely fucking destroy the Roman Empire? Like, the entire, like, the height of the Roman Empire... All the Roman legions at its height was close to like, a, I think they said close to a million people were in the army. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying they're all standing in front of you, but like, okay, let's just say like the, the, the brunt of the height of the, like the best, you know, ancient military. How many of these, no, you know, nerve gas, no, just the shit normal soldiers carry. But 
so the only thing I could the only thing that's running through my mind and I'm and I'm I'm, I'm counting people for every checkpoint here is mach- they have machine guns. Yeah, or whatever those things they normally carry, like <laughs> semi-automatics or like yeah, they, the things that yeah. I would call an AK-47, but I don't know anything so about guns. Ma- probably, I think I think ten to twenty guys could easily take an- take over any checkpoint into any city, any any point of entrance to. Oh no, 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 no! no we're not going. We're not going that strategic. I'm not saying like slowly take the. I shouldn't have said empire. What I'm saying is, this is the final battle. Mm-hmm. The, the, like Rome called its troops, knowing that some time rift opened, and it, inexplicably we want to. Kill and we robots. met on a battle. Yeah, like I'm just saying, like, <laughs> do, 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 like robots versus Terminators, like just um, to, to. And I'm like, obviously there can be strategic commands laying around, but I don't mean I like know. we take over one town and. Build I'm going to say twenty people, twenty guys with guns and yeah. grenade launchers. But do they carry grenade launchers? That's what I'm saying. Like regular. So if they have machine guns. No, I'm not saying what they can have, because, like, I mean, they could just have a fucking tank, and then, like, one tank wins. Like, oh, all they okay. just have to have is extra gas. I mean, like, just regular, like, guys walking around, soldier guys. Like, usually they have the, when I see them in movies, they've got, like, the walking around big gun, like, okay. automatic gun. Don't they right. usually have, like, a handgun, a knife, and some right. random radios? And um, probably, like, I'd, I'd probably say no more than a hundred. That's kind of where I kind of ended up at the end because yeah, I, I, I was. I mean, to... honestly, with the guns, I mean, well, come I, on, here, come on. Here's the thing: is I was trying to figure. They didn't out... have. They didn't have guns. No, no, I got that. But here's the thing: is, that, is that's numbers. A, that's a major. But you also okay. Here's here's the my side of the Rome, and there's no way Rome wins. It is. It's going to be less than hundred because no, it's going to be more than hundred. I think no, because you think no, because once reload but, time. No, once and how they, many bullets you? What have? happens once? Uh, once what happens once? Uh, Fifty of them get shot in a row. They're gonna guess what's gonna happen. Surrender. No, like they've got, no Romans got their ass slaughtered and they stood on the field. Like they they weren't much turning around. But types. if they, you know, I mean, it, the guns is the whole, the whole gun technology is a totally different thing. If, no, no, if but they, if the Roman army came out and they started getting shot down by guns, they would. It wouldn't take very long before they. No, like, but well, they they'd be like, I'm done. No, but here's no, or but, we give up. But you have to understand how many there are. So the front lines getting shot by guns. They're throwing people flanking you, throwing giant fucking spears at your head. You only have a hundred guys. There's dudes behind you winging spears at you. There's dudes because you have to remember. No, no modern, mo- no modern, uh, no, no modern military man gets gets hit by a flying spear. Well, no, but here, no, but here's the thing. I was talking to a guy that's in the army online, and he said that Kevlar is actually susceptible to stats. It's kind of its base is is. Well, hey, I mean, we might know we might take a couple casualties, but that's what I mean. So how many do you have to? Because one casualty is now. One percent of your army is gone if one dude gets his leg knocked out. If if, if, if there's, there's a hundred people, one person gets his leg knocked out by a, by an errant spear. One mm-hmm. percent mm-hmm. of your army's gone. You're facing five hundred thousand Romans. Right. Now, yeah, you're shoot. You're just one line of them's dead in one blast of uh, of. They wouldn't keep charge. They wouldn't once you shot. But, but keep in mind, there's only a hundred of you standing there. There's dudes running out of the mountain behind you just wailing spears. So we ran out. Okay, so we could, you know run, we could run out of ammo. <laughs> you can run out of ammo, but also, as you're mowing down the front, the sides are coming in and just, you know, fucking mm-hmm. wailing shit out of you. So that's a, But I'm kind of, this is the thing. I mean, obviously, it's not a fair match. It just like this is thing of like because my first thought is like like twelve. If I you armed, if you arm, yeah, if you arm the 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 opposing army with handguns. No, that's cheating. No, that's yeah. Or yeah. 
No, no, this is just straight their military turkey because they also had those catapulty things. So they could be throwing fucking, you know, boulders and hot fucking lava at you or whatever the hell they did. I mean, like, obviously, they're not going to win. I was just trying to think the amount that it would take because I was thinking like 100. But even <laughs> literally one dude gets his leg knocked out. Right. Your upper 1% of your army has gone with one errant spear or catapult accuracy. Right. That's tough. Or they do that thing where they do they shine their shields in your face and like you know like yeah we're blinded and then you know that's yeah yeah but either way okay so that's uh I think I think we're about the number I want to go a little bit higher than that like I think we probably take I don't know I don't know how many like a platoon is I think there needs to be like two hundred I was well I was gonna say Three? somewhere between one and two hundred but they're like split into whatever groups that they're normally split into so they can be mobile see I think the mobility of the Roman army is the one that's gonna yeah I don't know how many uh, troops are actually in the Roman army. No, but I'm saying, like, no, at its height, they had almost a million soldiers. Oh, my God. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you, they're never going to be in the same place at once. And when they say a million, most of them are just some shithead that had a farm that fought once. Like, they're not mm -hmm. real soldiers. But either way, if, like, if you have 500,000, which is probably something that could be musterable if they knew that the future was coming at them. <laughs> um, 500,000 people. You don't have 500,000 bullets. Into, like, you have to do the math of every bullet hits one guy and kills him. You know, there's like that's it's a lot of bullets you're carrying, but you're there's gonna be exponentially more soldiers, and then it's it's never gonna be a fair fight, obviously. But yeah, I was gonna say like 100 to 200 as long as they are mobile, because right. you get some Romans behind you, and their spears coming that way, and their spears coming that way, and spears like you're, it doesn't matter how many guns you have, you're kind of fucked. Like yeah, you're gonna kill a shitload of them, yeah. but eventually, you know, you're gonna get enough legs knocked out that you know, you're gonna get some gladioluses fucking. Because the second one gladiator is all up in your shit. One guy gets through. He's taking motherfuckers out. And you're like, you're you're fucked unless you don't have. Because what are you gonna you do? A, you're you're what you completely do? Pull out your fucked. Like unless Rambo knife. You're like, you're taking. You're not gonna take. Well, like gladiators can fight. You're you know fucked unless you have a machine gun. Dude. Yeah. So that's yeah. Okay. So, but these these get more. These get more. Um, okay. Next these, one. Uh. So. Uh. Religious founders. Uh. Now they don't have their superpowers. They're just the dude. Mm -hmm. And you're much stronger than me. And I didn't answer this one, so I, I'm gonna be involved in this. Which founders of religions could you beat in a fight? Now, they don't have their superpowers. Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. Mormon. Yeah, you... no, but walked around a lot. No, a lot wait, oh, oh, wait, wait. I'm, I'm mistaken. Who could I, who would I want to? No, no, no. Who could you beat in a fight? Here's, <laughs> no, but here's what I was thinking is, because I was immediately thinking Jesus, because, I mean, he's the big number one, but think about it. Jesus was either a, a woodworker or a stonemason. He, could, he, way, he was, he was he physically... Was, and, and you see, you're like a fit guy. Like I know I'd get the shit kicked out of me by Jesus. Like Jesus would. No, I me. think I think Jesus could. If he was a real dude, I think he could take. See, he could take both of us at the same. Yeah. Time. Like so. Yeah. No, I'm not even in this fight. Yeah. Um. I think most of the Old Testament dudes, unless they're really old at the time, like uh, like Moses. I think was I was old. just gonna say. Yeah. Mo I go maybe Moses. But I think he was only like 50 or whatever when he got like the tablets and part of the Red Sea. Joseph or Smith is. Joseph Smith. But the thing is, but Joseph Smith was walking around a lot. I mean, he walked from New York to fucking Utah. Like, he's got to be in, like, a kind of fit shape, or was he, like, a But bus? he was so full of shit. Oh, no. That I, he... Yeah, obviously, but, I mean... That he... Oh, he's the worst. Yeah, it's, he's no, no I know worst. he's the worst. Well, uh, L. Ron Hubbard's the worst, but L. Ron Hubbard's the one I... That's one of the few off the top uh, of I don't head. know if I could take him, though. In his heyday, I don't think I could take no, him. No, but his heyday... L. Ron. When he, but he, when, he created, when he created the uh, with the religion, he was kind of, like old like he looked like just some schlubby 50 year old like i think i could take i'm not saying i'd be like ass. captain's he looked like the the captain on uh, uh gilligan's island yeah yeah uh, uh nathan hale nathan hale um i can't believe i just came up with that no that no be right. that's no that's not that's 
No, Nathan Hill's a, a British actor. In the Birdcage and all that. Wait, stuff. wait, wait, wait. No, that's Nathan Lane. Oh damn it! I think it's something Hale. Oh, whatever. Okay. Either way, yeah. audience, if I'm right, I got Sorry. two good ones tonight. No, you're I think right. I'm you're right. You called. I think right. Hale. I know. I think it's Alan Hale. Who cares? Ooh, that sounds more right. But okay, so um. Anyway. Elron, no, yeah, because he was like kind of like. Wasn't he a bigger guy though? No, but I think he was kind of like he. Fat, he looked like a dude. I mean, he ro- he drove around in boats. Like he looked like a Florida boat dude. Like yeah. Like I think I could take him. Like Jesus, I'm I'm done. I. I don't really know a lot about Mohammed, but I'm pretty sure he could whoop my ass. Cause like I think those dudes were like hardcore old, like they're desert dwellers. I'm pretty sure like mm. like I could probably take him in a foot race because I'm like well hydrated and have shoes. But... Oh, I know who you could take though. If you're talking just physically. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no magical powers. You could, just, yeah. dude. You got Buddha. Cause he wouldn't if fight Buddha back. Was the he one wouldn't I... fight back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would just let you. Beat him to death. So you could beat see, you could beat the most one of the most all powerful and influential. But, but that was the thing. About, but, but that's the thing about Jesus is that I don't think Jesus would fight back. He said, "Turn the other cheek." Like I think. Uh, I think Jesus would. I think he would. But yeah, he I would. Mean, he would eventually freak out and be like, oh, "I was kind of going under the assumption that they were gonna. It was gonna be like a fair fight. Like it's for charity, you know. Like it's for the for the yeah for the for the uh, the poor orphans of of Nazareth." Um, yeah, no, Buddha. I was thinking, like, especially later, because I mean, he he got old, so like, you know, I I can I can be down like that because he grew up as a prince, so you'd have to understand he would have like fight training growing up as a prince, so you'd have to wait till he got no, enlightenment. No. no, but once he's enlightened, like he's already been fat, then really thin, and then he's enlightened. Yeah, no, I got him. I got it. no, I got that shit there. But uh, yeah, figure Elrond, figure four. Yeah, Elrond Hubbard, I could take. And here's one. And I don't know if it counts as a religion. But even in his heyday, I could beat the shit out of Charlie Manson. And he's Absolutely. a little wiry guy. Like, I'm not a big fucking... I mean, I'm... Even his yeah. even his his crazy acting out, yeah. spaz, spazical... I think that would be the fun one. Because he's such a, like, oh, I'm Jesus. I'm the Messiah. Look at me. And he's just, like, he's, like, 5'2". Like, oh. like I'm not even that strong, but, like, I'm, I'm like, 6'1". I'm over 200. I could just fall on He's him. lucky he spent his life in jail. Because imagine how bad he would got beat up the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah, and imagine how he would have been just. He yeah, could, he he needed he needs to be in jail because his life as a celeb quote unquote celebrity yeah for the rest of his life would be the most would probably be worse than living his life in jail yeah well also he's yeah he's in protected custody in jail like they said when he got when he got arrested you know all the weird Charlie Manson phrases he said but like when he was like I was raised by the prison industrial society like he basically said like I was raised in prison so he didn't fucking care yeah. but um I think that'd be a really satisfying one um that's a oh um no that's about all the ones I can think of uh I definitely I couldn't take Haile Selassie because he felt like a military thing. Like he's he's probably he, dude. He was so he was such a petite dude. Oh, was he? Oh my god! See, I just figured he like took the, oh, he, like, he the was, English army, right? He was probably like five feet tall. Oh, really? And skinny. Oh, that's speaking of which I could beat the fuck out of Gandhi. Yeah. Oh, Gandhi. Oh dead. my god, I'd wreck Gandhi. Well, oh, and, and, but and, he but he you can't you can't possibly. It's actually sacrilege to even imagine fighting him. Why? Because look how small and small he was. Yeah. Whatever. Um, what's the, oh, oh, the, uh, the, the, the Dalai Lama I could take. Though the Dalai Lama is one of the few, like, all the rest of them I'd feel, like, slightly bad about punching. Um, the Dalai Lama I'd feel really bad about, because, like, I know he's not, like, the greatest dude ever, but he just, he, 
But if he actually, if it actually did come to blows, yeah, I'd feel bad because like he's <laughs> like he's like that again. Go back to the Simpsons where like uh, 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 Homer adopts Hans Molman as his kid and he keeps kissing him on the forehead and goes, "Hey, he tastes like a, he looks like a peanut." Like like the Dalai Lama is just so adorable. I would just I would feel so bad like if any kind of harm came to him. Uh, so yeah, I've been, I'm mistaking him when the, when they uh, when Homer and Marge adopt the Pepe, the Mexican kid. Oh goes, yeah, yeah. He's like, I love you, Daddy Homer, and he goes, I love you too, Pepsi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's Bob the cowboy, and that's you know so much about the stars, Mister Homer. <laughs> I love you too, Pepsi. Yeah, so I think that's most of the I think that's most of the world religions covered of who we could. Um, oh, you know what? We didn't even think about like the sacrilege ones. Yeah, and most of those, yeah, because, like, Quetzalcoatl, he's, like, a winged serpent god. He'd fucking destroy us. Yeah, there's, like, not, a, yeah, all the other ones. Dude, he, he would fuck Yeah, up. like, pretty much all the Japanese ones are tough, because they've got all those weird, like, snake thing that came from the mountain, you know, like, Shinto gods. It's like, oh, I'm the god of wind and death, you know? Yeah. I think it's all the good ones. Martin Luther, you could you could take Martin Luther. Yeah. He's, I, I. Here's the thing, you know how to swing, you know how to swing you, a hammer. Ah, you, uh, you got him. Yeah. I don't really actually. I don't really know what he's built like. I'm not really entirely sure. Uh, that, oh, okay. How about this? Wait, this wasn't even on the list. Um, founding fathers, who could you take? Because they're all pretty like rough and tumble. <laughs> um, Lincoln would probably take me out. Uh, no, Lincoln's a little later. That's not founding fathers. I mean, like OG founding fathers. Lincoln was like 16. Like, uh, um, you know, uh, Jefferson, Washington, Jackson, Adams, uh, wow, Franklin. That's, that's tough, dude. Um, I'll say right now, Franklin. That's so. He, that's too hard because all we uh, the way the only way we picture them is is as old guys. No, no. I, see, we we do. I don't not. I do not p- picture any of them as young guys. Here's the thing, because a lot of them were old. But I'll even say in the time of the signing, Washington could kick the shit out of me. General stocky dude, Jacks or Jefferson apparently was like six four, full of, like he was like Irish wiry, fucking furious. I don't think it would ever get to. A, you you would out talk that you would, no apparently you that would dude, have so no, much more apparently that dude was an asshole like he used to beat the shit up like not kidding apparently he had a temper like he used to just beat the shit out of people like I mean it was back in the day it probably wasn't that big of a deal but apparently yeah he got angry. Washington or Jackson uh, uh, Jefferson Jefferson yeah um I think it was maybe it was Jackson it was one of the J ones like had a had a temper like he would just like straight up just beat the shit out of people like he was like, he was, like some badass oh. old school like like bare knuckle brawler like wiry strength. I hope that. But I that's what I'm saying, like, oh, because, like, Franklin could have slaughtered me in his youth. But, like, by the time he's old, he's yeah, all, yeah. all doddery and he's got all, like, like ink in his nose. Like, you know, it's, it, like, I think he had syphilis at that point. Like, I, I bet could, they're yeah. completely different from what we imagine them to be. And now, I've read a bunch of their biographies. No, like, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty versed. Like, they're all, like, pretty shitty people. Like, I, I'm, I'm pretty versed on what they actually are. Uh, but if, you, if they were, if they were physically in front of you, don't you think they'd be, like, you'd be like, wow. I didn't think you know you, you if they could physically be in front of you you know they would you would be like wow I didn't think you would look like that yeah a little bit I mean some you know that's gonna happen I mean some of them I, I'm gonna tell you right now like I Jefferson I, I would know what he would look like because I've seen enough of his portraits I'm like I know that's like a weird looking dude Washington I think I'd be like oh dude your yeah your face is a little weird because I think Washington You're, how old are you You're like how old are you yeah dude? I think Washington's <laughs> like I think Washington's gonna end up looking more like like Polk. You know, he's like like this weird, like kind of chicken-looking guy, but he kind of looks noble in pictures. He looks British. Yeah, uh, I think Franklin definitely would look a lot different because that's one of those dudes that like kind of is like fake-looking. Like if they give you see him in real life, you'd be like, like I think he would look like an actor playing him. Like he's got that, you know, like those people that look over dramatized. I want to see. Life. I want to. I want to see a real life. I want to see Abe Lincoln 
walk into this room. Can you imagine what that dude looked like? Like if he was wearing normal. Yeah. Like I got, I gotta. See, yeah, like modern clothes. Lincoln. I gotta yeah. see what that guy looks like. Yeah. Well, I've heard uh, Daniel Day Lewis apparently looked quite a bit like him in that movie yeah. uh, from you know paintings or whatever. Um, oh, I just had another thought on the fucking. Uh, oh, you know what I would do? This doesn't. I mean, it sort of counts, but I completely forgot about this. I, I've mentioned on the show before, and Bill always gets mad at me. But I have a, uh, my sixth great grandfather signed the Declaration, like direct lines. Got Josiah Bartlett, who's out of like Massachusetts. I think. Really? Yeah. Like direct lineage to me. He's the guy. He signed right after Hancock, which, by the way, I could take Hancock just based on his name. No idea what he looks like. But right after Hancock, Josiah Bartlett signed. I would not mind hopping in a time machine and just beating up my ancestor just for the fuck of it. Like, I'd have to make sure he knocked up whoever he had to knock up to make sure I exist, you know, so we don't have to have this paradox. But that would be kind of satisfying to go back in time and just beat the shit out of the only famous person you're related to. So I just, you just, you just totally made me think of something that can defeat all the paradoxes problems. What's that? You just if we have the if you have the if you have the technology to go back in time, then you obviously then you you have a technology to go back in time to a certain spot. Maybe not at first. So and to to avoid any paradoxes, if we're smart enough and the technology is there, you go back to when the dude's by himself on his deathbed and no one else is around, then you can show up and you can sit there and you can talk to him right before he dies, tell him what a bitch he was and and or cut his throat or punch him in the face repeatedly oh yeah that's fine yeah. and then he dies yeah yeah no that's that's that doesn't bother with the grandfather paradox your ace is there <laughs> yeah no you're good yeah because you know as long as as long as the splooge has come out and inseminated you're pretty safe like you're, yeah. you're pretty sure you're gonna be just able to do right this. before he yeah. dies just, yeah. just show up right before he dies and be like Dude, you fucked up. Oh, what a fun trick that would be. Just go back dressed as a Grim Reaper in your time machine and just off, like, all sorts of famous people. <laughs> like, you know, like, just on their deathbed. You know, come here, Abraham. Like, oh, no, he already, yeah, he was kind of in trouble at that point. <laughs> no. Probably should think of someone that wasn't bleeding to death on a fucking bed. How dare you. There was, uh, there was a story about Lincoln that uh, one of the scientist kind of guys in the area was actually working on a, he had a, a metal detector, an early, early metal detector. And they were trying to pull the uh, the slugs out of him using the metal detector. And the only reason oh, it didn't right. work, and they probably could have saved his life, is because he was on a bed with metal springs, and it wasn't it wasn't sensitive enough to get the bullets out. And that's like one of the reasons. Oh, really? They couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I probably had that story Whoa. like a little a little fucked up, but there's a, a story very close to that. And uh, I was like, oh wow, that's weird. Like this, because one, you don't think about like that time, but like really, like he's so long ago, but he really was like four weeks away from a world that was pretty close to the one we recognize. Because he died in, like, what, 1860-something? Man, he did so much. But, like, he was, like, right there. Like, another 30 years and, like, there's cars and, like, it's like a world that, like, my grandpa was in. Like, he was so, like, he feels like like Rome to me. But, like, it's really, like, 30 years later. There's Model Ts and, like, like, my grandpa's there. Like, it's it's so fucking close to modern, but it's still, like, a million fucking years ago. Yeah. There was, um, I saw this clip online of uh, a show called To Tell the Truth or Who's the Real... It was some, some, uh you know, 50s show or something like that. And the, the the goal of the thing was a guy, a famous person or somebody with a story comes out and then like you get to ask kind of 20 questions to them and then you guess why he's famous. And the person that came out, so they started asking, he was there for Lincoln's assassination. He was he was like uh, eight Ooh. years old. He was in the uh, in Ford's theater as a kid seeing uh, really? our American cousin or whatever the hell the name of the play was. But he he lived so long that he was on a game show in the like the fifties. There's a clip of this dude. He's ancient at that point, but he lived so long that like he, there's video of a dude that was in Ford's theater when, no, when and, he, and he talked about it. Yeah, 
That's awesome. That's like, like that's the main thing because like to me it's like oh, that's it's so rad. Like, it's Caesar and fucking and and Lincoln could be 150 years away from each other, and yet Lincoln was alive. That a dude that was in the room with him was on TV. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah, that's that's oh. that's sickness. Um, let's see. I think that was the end of my notes. I think we're good. Let's see. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. No, actually, the one more. Uh, this is a quick one. Same. Uh, time travel rules in effect. Don't worry about killing your grandfather. Only things you can carry, knowledge in your head, like just what essentially mm-hmm. backpack and things like, you know, if I had a time machine in the other room, you're like, all right, here's the. Here's some water. Or like, you know, you can bring a computer, like, you know, just, mm-hmm. but within the bounds of reason, mm-hmm. where could you go back to or when, where that you could become their king? Uh, Easy. That's very, my, I'm going behold the man, Michael Moorcock style, Jesus Christ. Okay, but how would you do that? If I if I had you mean if I well you said I had a time machine yeah so I could go back to the I could go to I would go to try to find Jesus of Nazareth Nazareth oh how would I do it yeah like, that's what, I mean how would yeah what, I mean, oh how would, how would I yeah, specifically yeah. pick the point no 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 I mean no I'm saying how could you rule what I'm saying is where could you go back oh, to take and over rule and rule yeah where could you become king oh god I wouldn't want to but... no I'm not saying you want to I'm just saying like technologically because um, we all think we're pretty advanced we're like I can't make a fucking watch like I don't know where anything if you I know? could rule but I mean you would have to have the ability to with your you know like wow that's a good one well I immediately think I'd have to go back as far as I could but. I'm 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 kind of mistaking that with uh, an era that I would like to rule. Uh, maybe Egypt. All right, so you show up in Egypt, and how do you, how do you take control? Like how do, how what's your move? Ooh, um. So immediately, so your your the immediate move would be talk to people about. What you know, they'll think you're crazy. Well, no. Well, one, uh, I would. I would. How would I, you talk to him? See, this, you're not thinking that because oh, everybody goes, oh. "Oh, go back and meet Jesus." And what are you gonna do? You speak. Fucking, yeah, blah, blah, you speak blah. ancient Aramaic. I didn't know. Yeah. Actually, that'd be good proof. Go back and be like, you know what I'm saying? And he looks at you funny. And be like, yeah, you're God. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, check this out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create a simple experiment. And yeah, watch your, this. Row, row, row your boat. You know that one? No, you don't. Yeah, because you're nothing. Okay, bye. See ya. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's that's too extreme. I I was thinking of in terms of civilizations, and I was like, Oh no, no. See, that's no, but that's a fun question. I'm going with idiot questions. Yeah. No, this this is all about this is all about violence and taking over. We're men after all. Here's the answer. <laughs> Go ahead. 1976. Really? Yeah. Not that. Not 1976. Earlier. No, easy. You go back with the answers to the stock exchange, the lottery numbers. And a laptop that they are good enough to reverse reverse engineer. You can't. No. You. I thought about that. You won't. They. You take a lap. You took a lap. You, if you take a laptop back, they wouldn't be able to. They wouldn't know what to do with it. Oh, absolutely, they would. They've got 1970s. Yeah, they're already on the needs. They already have. They already have the the, the like microsurgery down. They have. Uh, they have uh, the, yeah, the so conductors. You, so you would drop a laptop and go. Here's how it. Here's how it works. No, no. I mean, what I would do this thing. No, what I would do is is get a shitload of money through my other means, and then when I have power enough that I can talk to government officials enough, I'd say, "Look, here's the thing. Let's just pretend that I have technology that's forty years more advanced." Oh, you got to you got to go way farther back than that. No, from. For for a laptop? No, I'm saying that's why it's got to be the 70s because the 60s. There's no chance of reverse engineering a laptop. 
the seventies they can because most of the technology in here is <laughs> it would would I mean it would take fucking forever and be incredibly difficult. But they would have a they would have they would be able to look at and go like the vaguest idea and then from there be able to like tumble down. But you you know just just go here. This That's is true. you know this is what I have to offer you. What do you have to offer me? I and, thought about and, when I was going to go back to Egypt. I thought about taking a laptop, but then I was like, it would just die. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to plug it in. Yeah, and we same same outlets in the seventies. Yeah. You know, there's there's a bunch of there, see there's a bunch of cool. I like no see if I had to go somewhere for fun, that's yeah definitely going like Egypt or somewhere like that like you know definitely. But here to change the world. Yeah, well yeah, then change like then change the world for like the better. Just change the world, you know, just just be you know just be king for no good reason, you know, because I think that would be fun. Also, I would do stupid shit like I would like travel back in time to the North Pole. So when the first guy arrived, be like, hey, what's up, buddy? Just the hell of it, and then transfer back. Just so be like, what the fuck? What was? Hey, what I'm was a- that? Hey, I'm Alex. I'm from the future. Yeah, and then, you get, and then go see ya. Yeah, Gone. exactly. Yeah, AlexCast.com. What? I don't know what any of those things are. <laughs> All right. So, um, in the end, uh, uh, we both can probably fight the same amount of religious leaders. Uh, so we tied on that. Um, founding fathers. I think you have the win because honestly, I think you're right about them being kind of awestruck by them being there and being surprised. So I'm going to give you that one. And I'm going to say I, I definitely figured out their ruling society. So I think we. Uh, I think we came to a tie on the end. Uh, so good job. Uh, well, well done. I'll take that. Yeah, well done. Uh, it's it was a fine battle. Uh, I will uh, start working on my time machine. I have a DeLorean parked in uh, the driveway, and all I need is a Mister Fusion and uh, a better grasp on reality and some banana peels and some banana it. peels. Yeah, and then uh, and then like one of those hover skateboards. That would be awesome. A hover skateboard. It's happening. Yeah, I, I I think it I think it will eventually, and by that I mean no. But uh, I have been Alex. And that has been Matt. Thank you, guys. And thank you guys for being the lovely and compassionate human beings you are to listen to this show. And I will be back uh, very, very soon, if not tomorrow, to do another interview with somebody. And that'll be good. So, yes. Guten uh, Tag. Uh, Godspeed. Uh, uh, in La Cache. God bless. God bless. <laughs>